Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 62 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are broadcasting live in the Collar and Elbow Studios. Check it out. You can get 10% off your entire order at CollarAndElbowBrand.com by using our code word at checkout, our promo code, the average marks. One word, no spaces. The average marks. Our Collar and Elbow product of the week is the Irish Whip T-shirt. I, I don't know about you, Patrick. I've always loved Irish stuff. I like Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I don't drink beer, but if I did... You drink would, an Irish beer. I would drink an Irish beer, most yep. likely. But this is really cool. It's got the four-leaf clover on there. It is green with a gray shirt. Really dope shirt. It's our product of the week, and you can get 10% off this. And it's on sale. I see that. Five bucks off. Five bucks off, and you can add that extra 10% on that. Plus, they got a brand new Collar and Elbow Letterman jacket that's on there that's pretty dope. Oh, really? Yeah. So go check them out. CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use our promo code at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. The average marks, one word. You're also wearing the uh, Saved by the Bell Collar and Elbow shirt today. A little throwback to the 90s as usual. You've worn that a couple of times. I really like that one. I think that's my favorite one that... I've ever seen you wear personally. Yeah, and we were uh, talking to one of the big wigs at our job the other day, and I was wearing this, and he checked out my shirt. Mm-hmm. Like we shook hands, and then I saw his eyes drift, and he looked at it. Very, it's quite colorful. Just the little, yeah, that little section right there. And I bet you he was saying, "Oh man, that kind of reminds me of Bayside and Say by the Bell." Absolutely, well, that, it reminds you of that for a reason. That's where it's from. So this is the average marks episode number sixty-two for. Today's, what, February 2nd, 2019. On today's episode, it's our first show since the Royal Rumble, so we will react to the Royal Rumble. Also, tomorrow is the big game. We'll give our quick predictions, and you have uh, something to say to Mr. Roger Goodell. So, Royal Rumble week predictions, NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, we got new, we got a new NXT champ, but we um, have a retained uh, amp champ here. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Also, big news. Apparently, Dean Ambrose will be gone from WWE. We'll talk about that. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, the new beginning uh, shows in the USA and Sapporo happened as well. We'll recap those. And uh, some rumor mill, maybe a big-time WWE star heading to AEW. Uh, We'll talk about that. Also, Cheap Heat between, uh, obviously, R-Truth and Nia Jax. So some folks may have heard about that. Some folks may not have heard. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. And then we have an interview with Selena Majors from yes. Women of Wrestling, correct? Women of Wrestling. Very excited about that. If you're an old head like me, you remember her as Bambi. Of course, original cast member of Glow Wrestling. Also, WCW. She had some big angles in WCW. Jim, uh, who I don't know how to say this guy's last name, uh, watching on the stream, says, Sing Freebird. You know how to sing Freebird? Because I don't. Uh, man, I tell you what, that reminds me of the 13-minute solo that that dude had, uh, one of the Van Zants. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine playing that. Like That would cripple me for life, and that yeah. dude would do it like every weekend. Uh-huh. All right, let's see here. Just checking on, make sure our connection is good. Is our connection good? Anybody watching, let us know if our connection is not good. Make sure our videos work and our audios sounding okay and everything. If anything uh, is, is seems off, then... 
course, you're looking at the stream right here on your on your computer too. So it looks pretty good from your end, from what you can tell. Yeah, I'm sharing it everywhere. It looks it looks pretty good. All right, cool. Yeah, we got a new little setup here, new little camera. Uh, I think we got the audio video uh, synchronicity kind of back uh, and lined up. So. Uh, Good stuff there. Good stuff there. We finally was able to fix that. So let's uh, go ahead. You have a uh, something to say to Mr. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the National Football League. So yeah, but have be- at it. But before that, okay, go check ahead. us out on the main hub, www.averagemarks.com. Wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, we are there, and the list goes on and on and on. Just search the average marks and do us a favor. When you listen to an episode, make sure you put a comment, you subscribe to us on that platform, and you leave us a like because that's going to get us in the algorithm and get us suggested to other professional wrestling fans on that platform, and it's just going to help you boys grow. Also, if you want to help the show, you can become a patron of the show. Patreon.com backslash the average marks starts at a dollar, goes all the way up to 50 if you want to be great Muda status. Yeah. And, and that's a good status. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is there's perks all along the way that are really, really cool. We give out merch um, and, and different stuff like that. Go check it out. Patreon.com backslash the average marks. And we would appreciate anything. It's a dollar a month. That adds up very quickly if a bunch yeah. of people do it. Mm-hmm. And that would just help the show get better, better content. Uh, maybe we can start paying for huge interviews like Ric Flair. Maybe Woo! so. The that two would be time amazing. Hall of, two-time Hall of Famer Ric yes. Flair. 16-time world champ, of course. Um, the nature boy. The nature boy. Yeah, so uh, mean by God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that would be really, really cool. And uh, whatever you can do to help, if you enjoy our content and you want to make sure we're doing it for years to come, uh, become a patron, and we would appreciate that. Absolutely. So let's get this show on the road. Like yes. I said, you have something to say to Roger Goodell, apparently. So. I do. You're a douchebag. Uh, number one, you had your NFL State of the Union address, and you made it sound like the call wasn't even that big of a or the no call, I should say, mm-hmm. was no big deal. Why did it take you so long to talk about it in the first hand? And then two, you minimize it? Like, dude, this is your game. You are the commissioner, bro. Mm-hmm. Like... Pick up your sack and be a man. There you go. I don't understand this dude. Like I, At first, I was like, oh, this guy's tough, man. This is cool. I've grown to hate this man. And I thought it was pretty cool that Sean Payton in his press conference wore the Goodell clown shirt. Yep. Uh, shout out to uh, a, David Portnoy. Yeah, it was an undershirt. Yeah, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. They've caused a lot of havoc this week in Atlanta. So, But I think that's their shirt, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't they, they come up with that? Yeah, they did. They did come up with that shirt. And Sean Payton... It was an undershirt. You couldn't see the whole shirt, but you could see the very tip of it. The same color, same design. So <laughs> you know, tip. it was the it was the Jim, uh, not the Jim, uh, the Sean Payton clown. I'm Sean Payton, the Roger Goodell. Yeah. There's so many names here. Roger Goodell, the clown shirt. You could tell it was that. So it was very funny that uh, Sean Payton was rocking that shirt from from Barstool. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we had the opportunity to call him a douchebag. Yep. All right, so let's get. Uh, now, wait, now we got to make our picks. Yeah, we make yeah. some quick picks for the Super Bowl, and then we'll get into some wrestling here. Why don't you go first? Uh, you know, it's actually pretty tough. If I was a gambling man, uh, straight up, I think it's gonna be a very close game. Uh, this is the first time Patriots and Rams meet since Super Bowl in two thousand two from the two thousand one season. I don't know what number of Super Bowl that was, but um, 
I don't know. I think the fact that the Patriots went to the Super Bowl last year and lost, they have um, some fire under their rear ends, and I think they're going to find a way to win this game. It's going to be close, though. The Rams are a really good team. I think Jared Goff's a good quarterback. they got Todd Gurley, a uh, really good defense. Aaron Donald's always in the backfield. But I think Tom Brady, you know, the experience of the Patriots in the playoffs, they'll find a way to win, but it'll be very close. I say three to five-point victory for the Patriots. Oh, so you're not going to throw out a point total here? A point total? Yeah. Oh, like points? I'll yeah. I'll say it's going to be 35-31 Patriots. Mm, that's pretty close to what I was thinking, too. 35-31 Patriots, I'll, I'll say. It's going to be very close, I think. Yeah. Um, I have learned along the years, I finally learned this, because you know, even though I love Tom Brady, I love to bet against the Patriots, and that's bad business. That's bad business. You don't want to bet against Belichick and Brady in the playoffs. That's just stupid. Because the Hood and Brady come out correct. And you can't bet against them. I did it this year against the Chargers. I said the Chargers have a way better team. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. Yeah. <sighs> they got blown out. Yeah. What was that, like 44 to 13 or something like that? It was something along those lines. I can't exactly remember the uh, the, the final score, but it was, it was along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going Patriots uh, 35-28. Okay. So I got 35-31, similar, just a field goal difference. So we, we, we expect about the same. And, and you know what the big talk is right now? that this moment's too big for Todd Gurley. That's why he didn't play last week. They're saying it was too big. He was all in his head. Well, you got C.J. Anderson, who's been playing very well, backing him up. I can see why C.J. Anderson obviously has been getting a lot more carries. But. Right, but he's no Todd Gurley. He's I mean, thick. come on. He's a thick boy, too, man. I know, but he's not Todd Gurley. Come on. why? He was completely healthy. Why would he not play? Dave, you know, we talk about Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy, I do, not, I do not think, is a Todd Gurley fan because apparently he put money on the Rams way back when they played Green Bay. And <laughs> Todd Gurley, like... Took a, I don't know if he took a knee, but like he fell short of the goal line to run the clock out, and it cost Dave like fifty eight grand. And Dave, so Dave Portnoy is not a fan of he, Todd Gurley, and he, I think he let him know that he busted his chops. He busted his chops at NFL Media Day before Dave got kicked out. But uh, so what? A, what a week it's been. Uh, <laughs> just keeping it up with all the Super Bowl fun and everything. But we both gave our predictions here. And uh, now it's time to talk some wrestling, right? Both got the Patriots. Yeah, both got the Patriots. So let's talk some wrestling now. Yes. A big-time wrestling event, of course, happened over the weekend. A few big wrestling events, as a matter of fact. You had the Royal Rumble. You had NXT TakeOver. So let's dive in. Uh, to what happened over the weekend. We'll start with NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Of course, we filled out some scorecards, and it was very close, and we'll get to the results here of the scorecards in just a minute. But as far as the uh, NXT TakeOver show went, War Raiders defeated the Undisputed Era. So the War Raiders won the NXT Tag Team titles for the first time, so I'm real interested to see where they go with the War Raiders. Yeah. I don't see anybody beating the War Raiders anytime soon, even if... The Undisputed Era gets a rematch. I don't see that happen. The War Raiders are some studs. Animals. Exactly, yes. They are nearly unbeatable, in my opinion, as a tag team in NXT right now. Matt Riddle defeated Cassius Ono by submission. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Ricochet in what could have been the match of the night. That and the tag team match with War Raiders and the Undisputed Era, in my opinion, are the two that could have gone um, one of the other match of the night. You also had Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair. A lot of mixed reactions to this match. Some people thought it was good. Some people didn't think it was good. Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't as good as the Shayna Baszler-Kari Sane uh, match at War Games, but it was a decent match nonetheless. And then Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black. Tommaso Ciampa defeating Aleister Black, retaining the NXT Championship. So, you know... And what happened? I think the most interesting thing that may have happened after, uh, or happened during NXT, happened after the show, is when it was I think Black, 
Gargano, no, Black, Ricochet, and who else was out there? And Dream, and the Dream, uh, Velveteen Dream, who did not have a match on the card, um, kind of got into a shoving match with Ricochet, Black, and Adam Cole, baby. So <laughs> now that sets up a halftime heat uh, during the Super Bowl yes. tomorrow. So I'm going to be watching that instead of uh, Maroon 5. Uh, I'll watch that six-man tag uh, that's going to be happening on halftime heat. I think it's a long, it's across all WWE platforms, the network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I think it's going to be streaming live on mm-hmm. all those platforms. So definitely instead of watching uh, lame Maroon 5 perform the halftime show. Well, Big I'm, big Boy and Travis Scott are going to be on it too. Once again, uh, Big Boy's okay, <laughs> Travis Scott lame in my, in my opinion. So I'm watching Halftime Heat, uh, with the six-man tag for the, the, these, the top six, in my opinion, NXT superstars right now. So that's going to be a really, really fun match. I am so done the way they're booking Cassius Ono. This guy's so amazing. I, I hope his contract runs out soon, and we see the resurrection of Chris Hero in either ROH or or AEW. Yeah, please get this guy out of NXT. I yeah, know he's been he's like an NXT lifer. He's just been there forever. It seems like, and what? he's he's basically in a way to me the John Cena of he's NXT. He's there to put over younger he, exactly. Talent. He's there to put over younger guys, the new and up, you know, new guys coming in like Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's going to be really good in my opinion and you know, his first major feud in NXT obviously against Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle, I think uh, winning the third and decisive uh match against Cassius Ono. Hopefully Matt Riddle will move on now and uh, have another uh, feud somewhere down the line. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, Gargano and Ricochet. Gargano is the new NXT North American Championship, and a lot of people are now t- talking about. You take these six guys, and at NXT when they have it in Brooklyn for WrestleMania weekend, have maybe like an elimination chamber match for mm. both the NXT Championship and the North American Championship. You can have Gargano, Ricochet, Ciampa, Black, Cole, Bebe, and um, Velveteen Dream. So. Holy cow. Yeah, that would be an amazing... Yeah, and I, I don't care if it's a ladder match, a six-man held in the cell, elimination chamber. You put those six guys in the ring and whatever kind of match you want, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but you know, obviously that's what we're going to uh, find out going forward here in the next couple of months as it is now officially WrestleMania season. Of course, WrestleMania happening April 7th. Uh, but there's two big events, obviously... Uh, Elimination Chamber, and then Fastlane in March. Uh, two pay-per-view events happening between now and then, so it's going to be really fun to see how you know things transpire going forward uh, with this with these NXT storylines and uh, see where they go. You know, because obviously, in my opinion, the NXT show for WrestleMania weekend's got to be the biggest NXT show of the year because it's the biggest weekend of the year in all of pro wrestling. Because New Japan and, and Ring of Honor is going to have that G1 Supercard of Honor show that weekend, so it's going to be a big weekend of wrestling. Looking forward to seeing where. Some of these storylines going forward, uh, where they, what direction they go in for WrestleMania weekend? Right. Shout out to Buddy Russ. He just joined the uh, the Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, Buddy Russ, man. Buddy Russ is always watching us. So Buddy Russ always showing us some love. We appreciate we appreciate that, Russ. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, so yeah, that's what happened at NXT Takeover Phoenix. Great show, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a new NXT amp champion. And that is Brinkman. Yeah, and it actually came with somewhat of a little bit of controversy yes, because it did. Conrad had you tallied them up. Filthy Brit. <laughs> he tallied it up, and I think he watched it live because I didn't get a chance to, uh, and Russ with the XOXO comment on the stream. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Hugs and kisses, of course. Uh, and 
you know, Conrad added it up because I think he watched it before any of us got a chance or to watch it. Or did he add it up? Well, he added it up. He just didn't add it up correctly. They don't correctly. teach you math over in Britain? Well, he added it up. He just didn't add it up correctly because he actually gave me three more points than I had when I added it up. He gave me 52 points. I had 49 when I added it up. But Conrad had 57, and then Brink had 54 maybe, I think, was the initial count. But then Brink added it up himself, and Brink actually had two more points than Conrad did. So Conrad was the, you know, of course he wanted that NXT UK uh, Blackpool. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted it for me on the walk-off when Walter showed up at the very end of the show. (laughs) But uh, so he retained it for a matter of maybe 24 hours, and then I think Brink said, hey, I tallied it up. I actually won. Conrad relinquished the belt to Brink, which, so now Brink is the NXT Amp champion, so that's right. And speaking of Walter, log on to our Facebook right now at the Average Marks. Check out Walter's chop from the uh, UK yeah. event the other day. It was one chop, and you could see the entire handprint on this dude's chest. Yeah, his hand is humongous, kind of like Shaquille O'Neal's hand. I would, I would say it is. It's huge, and the handprint is something of legend. You got to see it, and we had the video up. Yeah, it's spectacular. Yeah, the, I watched the video of when it happened. And my goodness gracious, that I can't was so he, loud. Yes, I can't believe he didn't stop that dude's heart. I would, I said, I give up. White flag. Give yeah, up. like somebody, because I mean, the dude's got a humongous. He's a big old dude, and he's got a huge hand. And when you slap somebody like that, and then not only that, but sometimes you slap people wherever on, on the body like that, and you hit them good. You know, it leaves a little bit of a welt. But my goodness, like. It's like he just came in full. I mean, he kind of did come in full force, but man, he left quite the mark yeah. on that guy because they took a, they took the picture obviously after the match, and I mean, it looks like he you know burned his hand onto his chest yes. doing the pledge of allegiance or something. It was crazy how 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 crazy that looked. So it was yes. really really uh, crazy. It looked, it looked like a branding. It, it did. So go check out the photo. You said it's up at uh, yeah the photo and the videos on our Facebook page at the Average Marks. Now his name is Jack Stars, the guy yeah. that took it. So yeah. props to him for continuing because oh, yeah. I'm like you. I'd have been like, uh, 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 I'm done. Yeah, because that guy was. I mean, maybe a third Pin of me. the the guy was a third of the size that Walter is, and I mean, he took that shot. I mean, you could hear that. You know, I think I I think I heard it here in Louisiana. It was so loud. Uh, one of the best, loudest chops you may ever see. Uh, go check out the video. Like Mikeyo said, it's on our Facebook page at the Average Mark. So, yeah. but um, so yeah, we covered a little bit of NXT there. Let's jump now to the Royal Rumble. A lot of big stuff happened in the Royal Rumble. Let me go over the results here real quick for the Royal Rumble. If I can scroll down, find them here. So, a uh, pre-show match: Bobby Roode, Chad Gable defeated Scott Dawson and Razar of AOP. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev with Lana to become the new United States Champion again. Buddy Murphy retained his Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. And then uh, the Royal Rumble main card started with Asuka defeating Becky Lynch by submission. Then the Miz and Shane McMahon became the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. By defeating uh, the Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, Ronda Rousey defeated Sasha Banks in what I thought was actually a pretty decent match. Um, I tell you what, a lot of people were booing Ronda on Monday night. We could talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I don't know why they were booing her. I thought it was a really good match with her and Sasha Banks. Do you think that was more because of Sasha? Mm, uh, Probably. But, but you know what? In Phoenix, obviously Raw was in Phoenix the night after the Rumble, and you know, there's a lot of the. You know, WrestleMania-type crowd, the hardcore wrestling fans, probably a lot of them showed up to the Royal Rumble, obviously, in Phoenix. is at Chase Field. Over 40,000 people, <laughs> supposedly. That's what they said. Um, but you had those hardcore wrestling fans that were there all weekend. It was, I mean, in my opinion, 
you know, you have WrestleMania weekend, you have SummerSlam weekend, and then you have the Royal Rumble weekend. So the third biggest weekend of the year for WWE. Um, so a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans showed out and it had, I tell you what, Rhonda, you better get ready. And now the, you know, better get ready for that night after WrestleMania because that crowd is going to be absolutely just all over Rhonda. I have a feeling. Yeah. But I think Ronda now, Ronda, I don't think Ronda expected that. And she stumbled, obviously. They sent Bailey out to kind of save the save the, the, the promo or the segment. And she just, she hadn't been in that situation before where she was legitimately just booed out of the arena because, you know, at WrestleMania last year, she kind of stole the show. So everybody, and she was, it was her first match. She's still kind of fresh. Everybody was loving Ronda Rousey last year. And then I don't know, something along the way, Happen. I think a lot of fans are like, "All right, we're tired of Ronda." Even you, 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 you're, yeah. you're sick of her because it's not as build. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody thought she was going to be great because she had experience as an actress. Yeah. So you thought she was going to be great on the mic. You thought with her judo and with her MMA experience, I mean, wrestling would be like second nature. Yeah. And it's it just hasn't. But all our matches are, are booked the same. It's few arm tosses. Then the fury punches, yeah, and then arm, and then and then a, and then a loose arm bar that's totally exposed by the camera view, and then yeah. it's over. Yeah, but uh, continuing down, of course, the thirty women Royal Rumble match. Becky Lynch actually won the match when she came out. Uh, Lana was coming out number twenty eight, but she had hurt her ankle earlier in the night, getting involved in the U.S. title match in the pre-show, and hurt her ankle. She tried to come out, couldn't, you know, the ankle injury was obviously too much for Lana. She could not perform in the Royal Rumble match, so Becky Lynch comes out, and Fit Finley gives the, <laughs> makes the executive decision God to, alright, Becky, go on out there, and Becky Lynch goes out there, and Becky Lynch wins the Rumble. So Becky Lynch won the Rumble, uh... And then Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles with the help of random Eric Rowan, or now it's just Rowan. Random Rowan, just, I don't know what they're doing with that storyline, but that's an interesting development. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they got Luke Harper back and then Bray Wyatt came back and maybe they formed some kind of faction there. That would be, a, that, to me, that would be a cool little four team faction. Of course, Rowan is just, the, I don't know, he's just not over with the fans. Like, yeah. he's just kind of. Exactly, he's pretty much there. Brock Lesnar defeated Finn Balor by submission, and then the men's Royal Rumble match, Seth Rollins, who I did pick to win the match. Burn it down, um, baby. Burn it down, baby. Won the men's Royal Rumble match last, eliminating Braun Strowman. So, you know, and one of the big surprises from the Royal Rumble was Nia Jax entering mm-hmm. the men's Royal Rumble. And there's been a lot of mixed reactions as far as Nia Jax entering the men's rumble. I thought it was awesome. I was like, this is okay, cool. I'm I'm cool with this. You know, and I thought for a minute I was like, you know what? Like they put her number 30. They're kind of putting all their eggs in her basket here for a little bit like cuz the number 30 slot in the men's Royal Rumble match or the number 30 slot in any Royal Rumble match or I guess, you know, I don't include the greatest Royal Rumble. For some reason, they include the greatest Royal Rumble in the stats. I personally don't. But the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble is like a it's a sacred spot nowadays. And the fact that they put Nia Jax there says a lot about, you know, how they feel about Nia Jax. So, and I'm calling it now, Nia Jax will be in an intergender match at WrestleMania. She will fight a guy. I don't know what guy she's going to face, but obviously... Do you think it's for a men's championship? I don't think so, no. I think it's just going to be... Do you think it's her and R-Truth? 
It could be. It could be because obviously, and we'll talk a little bit about this in Cheap Heat, but you know, she attacked R Truth mm-hmm. to take his thirtieth spot, but she legitimately hurt R Truth. Apparently, it wasn't too bad because he didn't. He went on to win the U.S. title two two nights later at on uh, SmackDown Live. But we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But overall reaction from the Rumble, um, you know, the Ronda Rousey match was really good. Uh, Becky Lynch winning the Women's Royal Rumble was uh, not really a surprise to me. I thought Nia Jax was going to win it, but at the time, I did not know that Becky Lynch was going to be in the Royal Rumble because obviously she fought Asuka earlier in the night. (laughs) So it's always a crapshoot as far as if the loser of the world title matches, whether it's women's or men's, are going to be in the Men's Royal Rumble match because Finn Balor wasn't in the match, AJ Styles wasn't in the match, Becky Lynch... Uh, was the only person who lost a world championship that night, whether it's men or women's, that actually entered the Royal Rumble. So you, you just never know. Shout out to Marcus Talbert. He's in here in our Facebook live stream. He said, it's not the Wyatt family, it's the vegan family. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it is the vegan family, which will now be apparent. If it's the vegan family, it's going to be led by uh, Daniel Bryan, the vegan. I, did you see that new Speaking of, that new Leather belt. Leather and hemp. That new belt, like, and some people were making so many jokes on Facebook. You know, like, Rob Van Dam came back. Like, oh, <laughs> so y'all got this new hemp belt, uh, yeah, I see, huh? Oh, speaking of that, check out our sponsor, CBD4U.net. You don't have to live in pain anymore. CBD-F-O-R-Y-O-U.net. And so they have this new hemp belt, which I actually think it looks better than it, looks it has. Cool. It, it looks so much better than it probably has any business of, of looking, but... Uh, yeah, so that I don't know what they're trying to do with this Daniel Bryan. He was thing. getting threats from like um, animal activists about it having leather in it. I don't know. I don't know about all that. But apparently, Daniel Bryan will defend that against uh, Mustafa Ali, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton inside the Elimination Chamber. It's gonna be a great match at uh, at Elimination Chamber, which will take place in Houston. Our our buddy uh, uh, Cruz is head up there with some buddies, so Cruz will actually be at. Elimination Chamber in Houston on February 17th. How about your boy coming from 205 Live where nobody gave a crap about him, Mustafa Ali, and now he's in this huge angle? How I've, I have. You, you were my witness. I've been on the Mustafa Ali train <laughs> since the night after WrestleMania a couple of years ago when he fought uh, Neville, who, Neville at the time. And they had a tremendous match on Monday Night Raw. And they, I remember during that match, they were, you know. They had the the beach ball going around mm-hmm. the ground. I'm thinking, what the hell? This is actually a decent match. Why are you idiots like trying to doo doo on this match by <laughs> you know knocking a beach ball around everywhere? So uh, I've been high on Mustafa Ali. Obviously, I picked him at WrestleMania 34 to beat um, Cedric Alexander. I believe, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't remember what I did. But I, still, I've been big on Mustafa mm-hmm. Ali. Anybody who's listened to the show, you, you know, you've know, you been here every week with me, so you know I've been on the Mustafa Ali train for so long. Yeah. He's got a pinfall victory over Daniel Bryan. The dude is one of the smoothest guys in the ring that WWE has right now, in my opinion. I don't know if he'll be a world champion, but he will definitely uh, – he's definitely good enough to be in the world championship picture, in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah, he's definitely- I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on him or not. So Not with all those other dudes in there. No, not with us. Some, you know, Samoa Joe's do. Yeah, Samoa Joe right now should, to me, in my opinion, Samoa Joe should win that match. Man, he came out and cut that promo oh. on SmackDown. God, and we played it before. Such a wordsmith. I know he is just. You got to. He's like you know. Obviously, he is a a heel, but boy, he's a heel that 
you like to lo- you love it. You Every know? time his music hits, you're like, yes, yes, here comes Joe, yes. And then of course he walked up to AJ, and I'm thinking, please say something about Wendy. Please say something about Wendy. <laughs> AJ, be honest. How's our old girl Wendy doing? And AJ had enough. AJ <laughs> knocks him with a right. So um, definitely some uh, definitely gonna be an interesting match at the Elimination Chamber yes. with. Um, the, the WWE Championship. Uh, looking forward, let me see if I can see if they made any other matches official. I can't think of none off the top of my head. Uh, that's not what I was looking for. World, oh, the World's Collide Tournament, actually it starts today featuring NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live guys. So um, definitely uh, something to check out there. I think that's on the network. Uh, okay, Elimination Chamber 2019. So, so far... Also, they're going to crown WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the, the inaugural That's Women's Tag cool. Team Champions. Nia Jax and Tamina are in the match. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and they still have to determine three more um, teams, I think, from the SmackDown side. Well, no, actually, it looks like uh, the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, they're one of the SmackDown side. Nia Jax and Tamina, or no, is it Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville that is on? I'm trying to remember. I get man, I get the Riot Squad and Old Absolution mixed up from time to time. So as far as where they are, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, they're on Raw. So we have two Raw teams and one SmackDown team decided so far. The Miz and Shane McMahon will defend their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos, and then of course mentioned about the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. So that is what's coming up for Elimination Chamber on February the uh, 17th. But uh, any last thoughts on the Rumble before no. we uh, move on here? All right, because we have about about 12 minutes or so approximately before we have to talk to Selena Majors coming up here. So let's go ahead dive into one of the big stories coming out of this week is that Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. apparently is not going to renew his WWE contract. Uh, let me pull up and see what the... This is the statement uh, they said. Dean Ambrose, uh, a.k.a. Jonathan Good, which is his shoot real-life name, will not be renewing his contract with WWE when it expires in April. We are grateful and appreciative of all that Dean has given to WWE and our fans. So I think, you know, Dean has obviously not been happy with his creative storyline as of late. And I have not been happy with it either. You should never have broken up the shield. Yeah. Uh, the first time you broke it up with Seth Rollins to kind of maybe put Seth Rollins, that was fine. But once you got him back together, obviously there were some injuries here and there that kind of halted it. But the fact that... What, had, would you, what would you have done after Roman had to leave? You have you know Seth and Dean team up, maybe. And of course now you got Seth in the world title picture. He's going to go on and face Brock. Which I, I called that too. You know, I called that last week. I said Seth's going to win. He's going to go challenge Brock, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Boy, you're giving Dave Meltzer running for his money around him, bud. A lot. Screw of, you, Dave Meltzer. A lot of people, I think, seen that coming with Seth winning and him going on to face Brock. Because right now, with Roman out of the picture, and even if Roman was in the picture, look, no offense to Roman Reigns, but I'm sick of seeing Roman and Brock. I'm at that point now. Give it to Seth. In my opinion, the last 12 months, Seth Rollins has been the most consistently good thing, at least on Monday Night Raw, that WWE has had. Seth Rollins, he's put on some great matches. He's been, to me, the most fun wrestler to watch in the ring the last year. Seth Rollins deserves that Rumble victory, and he deserves to go to WrestleMania and main event WrestleMania. Now, of course, he's already won a WWE title in the main event, but... He wasn't billed in the main event. He was actually facing Randy Orton back at WrestleMania 31. 
came out, cashed in the money in the big briefcase, and shockingly kind of won the title that night. So now you got the buildup as the main event. So it's a little bit different for Seth Rollins this time. And then, of course, the year after that, he got hurt, couldn't perform. He fought Triple H uh, a year ago. He won the Intercontinental title. Now this year, he is going to be facing Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. And I tell you what, Seth has beaten Triple H two years ago. Seth won the Intercontinental title in a triple threat against Miz and Finn Balor last year. And if he beats Brock this year, what a three-year span for Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I mean, my goodness. So if anybody deserves it, in my opinion, it's Seth Rollins. He's been the most consistently good thing WWE has had, in my opinion, over the last 12 months. I I don't think he's going to win because I think Vince wants to hold on to Brock longer because he's been throwing him so much money. Dana White said the reason why he hasn't fought in the UFC yet is because Vince Mann's throwing him so much money. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, back to what we were initially talking about, Dean Ambrose is uh, apparently leaving WWE, so um, we don't know if they're going to write him off of television immediately. Maybe he'll have a WrestleMania match. Where, But now, see, now they've come out and say Dean is, is not renewing his contract, so like kayfabe-wise, like, how do you do this? I don't know. And you know what? A lot of the buzz around the internet is that this may be a work, too, because obviously with AEW contacting so many WWE stars and yeah. people wanting to leave for AEW, yeah. this would be a great angle, too. If this is a work, WWE is working the hell out of me right now, because, <laughs> because here's what happened on Monday Night Raw, for anybody that may not have seen it, after... The uh, the first match, well, obviously the, the opening match um, was Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose because Rollins came out, had a little promo with Triple H and whatnot. A really good promo, by the way. And Seth, uh, Dean came out. It was Seth and Dean one-on-one, and Seth beat Dean. And then after the match was over, they went to commercial break, and then they came back, and Dean is still in the ring, and Dean has a chair. He's sitting down, and he's about to, I think he's about to have like a shoot promo in the ring at least that's what it sounded like, and I thought maybe it was a work. I was like, "Well, this got to be a work." And then Nia Jax interrupts him, comes out, and kind of tags, like, you know, hits Dean, and you know, and that's where I was kind of like, "I think Nia's going to face a guy at WrestleMania," because like all of a sudden now Nia's in the men's rumble. Now she's coming out here trying to fight Dean. So that's where I think, you know, that's where I got the idea. Oh, Nia's going to fight a guy at WrestleMania, but. Um, I think uh, Dean was about to do a shoot promo a la CM Punk. Remember when he dropped the pipe bomb back in 2011? Uh, It is believed that he was about to do that in the ring, and they sent out Nia Jax to interrupt (laughs) him. So so I don't know what's going on with Dean Ambrose right now, but I think it's a shoot. I don't think he's coming back. I mean, I don't see why he would and if he doesn't come back that's pretty much the end of the shield, folks, at least for the time being. So Marcus thinks it's a work too. I thought it was a work at first, but then I heard people talking about Dean was legitimately going to do a shoot promo in the ring, and they intentionally interrupted him by having Nia Jax come out so that he wouldn't say anything. Because, and like I said, Marcus may have seen, um, you know, that promo, but I, he barely was able to get anything started. He said, you know, when I signed with WWE five years ago, and then like Nia Jax music hit. So like, <laughs> I was like, Gene, I was like. Dean was about to drop some did something. They, did they cut his mic after that? Did he try to talk? No, I don't think he tried to talk. The Nia Jax's theme came on, and I think he just stopped talking. So <laughs> uh, it was it was very interesting, but um, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a shoot. I think Dean's gone. Yeah, uh, he may go to AEW. He may just you know he's probably made a lot of money in the last couple of years. He may even take a break for a little while. Mm-hmm. If Renee sticks with WWE, she's bringing in the dough. But uh, Dean will have no problem finding work oh, elsewhere. No. I think. Uh, AEW will come will, may have already been come uh, come calling. I don't know. Well, I don't know. They might wait till his contract's over and then come holler at him. All right. 
quickly, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the new beginning in USA and Sapporo, uh, has transpired over the last few days. Let me quickly go over the results because we're on a little bit of a time schedule nowadays. So let me run through this here real quick while, of course, I uh, got the hiccups at the most inappropriate time. <laughs> new beginning January 30th at uh, here in the USA. Uh, let's see here. That, was a, that match was a draw. You have uh, Jonathan Gresham defeated Tyler Bateman. Colt Cabana defeated Shane Taylor. Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. defeats Marty Skrull and Brody King. Jeff Cobb defeats Carl Fredericks. David Finley defeats Chucky e. T. Uh, and then the main event that night, it was Juice Robinson and Tracy Williams defeating Rocky Romero and Beretta. And then January 31st, the second night of the New Beginning USA. Um, first match goes into a time draw. Colt Cabana and John Schuyler defeats Shane Taylor and Lance Archer. Uh, this is the Great O'Karn USA debut match. Great O'Karn defeats Tracer X. I've never heard of either one of those guys. Uh, then Brody King and Marty Skrull defeat Jonathan Gresham and Jeff Cobb. I'm, I'm liking how Jeff Cobb's getting used a lot in yeah. New Japan. Love that. Davey Boy Smith Jr. defeats Alex Coughlin. Uh, Tracy Williams and David Finley defeat Rocky Romero and Chucky e. T. In the IWGB U.S. Heavyweight Championship, Juice Robinson retains against Beretta. Juice Robinson, ever since... Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, I believe. He's he's trimmed off all his facial hair and everything, so he's got a, that clean-cut look. And then New Beginning happened in Sapporo. Uh, I think that's how you say it, Sapporo. Uh, actually, this morning it happened. So some new stuff here. Uh, Ren Narita defeats uh, Yuya Ume... Oh, I don't even know how to say this. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Uh, second match, Toa Hanare and Manobu Nakanishi defeats Shota Umino and Ayoto Yoshida. And then next match is... Uh, well, I'll just try and do some last names here. Uh, Tenzin and Tiger Mask defeat uh, Michinoku and Aizuka. And then this is a 10-man tag here. Uh, Toru Yano gets the pinfall over Yujiro Takahashi. It was uh, Taguchi, Yoshihashi, uh, Hanma, and Makabe, along with Yano defeating Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Takahashi, Chase Owens, and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Another special six-man tag match. Taichi with his gorgeous wife. um, (laughs) And Kanemaru and El Desperado defeat Bushi, Tagaki, and Tetsuya Naito. A uh, special singles match, Minoru Suzuki defeats Sonata. Uh, then the next singles match, Evil defeats Zack Sabre Jr. And then the main event, it's Jay White pinning Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, is Jay White and Bad Luck Fale taking on Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Looks like somewhere down the line soon it's going to be Jay White and Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which you were saying earlier how it looks like Jay White is going to get that Kenny Omega storyline now that Kenny Omega is officially a free agent. Speaking of, we have yes. a poll up on our Facebook page. I don't even think we talked about that yet, did we? No, not yet. Real, uh, real quick, shout out to the best independent wrestling uh, production company and announcer out there, Rod Sterling, watching on the Facebook Live feed. Shout out to Rod. Thanks for listening, Ron, or watching in this case, I suppose. All right. So we got we got the poll up on our Facebook page at the average marks. Which company is the hottest free agent in the world? Kenny Omega going to sign with? Before we give the results, can I just give you my? I mean, I've been saying it. I'm yeah, saying I'm saying AEW. There's no way he's going to WWE. Man, I think WWE is going to throw him insane money. They've already. I think they've pretty much done. I mean, obviously the reports say they've done everything they can do to get Kenny Omega. And if they don't get Kenny Omega here, they're never going to get him. Right. Uh, so right now, the average uh, marks nation. 
Seventy percent say AEW. Awesome. So seventy uh, percent AEW, thirty percent WWE. So still some folks. That's out of twenty three votes. So still some folks out there thinking he's going to WWE. And as much as I would love to see Kenny Omega in WWE, it's not going to happen. I'm cool with him going to AEW though because I think AEW is going to be a big deal. Shout out to Martin Hart from the UK. He just joined in. I think it won't be a big deal. Right now, but in the next two or three years, I think AEW is going to be such a big deal. Dude, they're already a big deal. Come on. I mean, I think, like I said, they're a big deal now, but I'm telling you, get ready. In about two years, I mean, they're going to be right on the doorstep with WWE, I think, as far as popularity and uh, and just overall, I think they're going to be right there with WWE. Maybe not financially, but man, they're going to, I'm telling you, they're, they're WWE in my opinion, is slightly shaking in their boots right now. Not completely, but... Oh, they're scared. They're, 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 they're kind of scared because... No, WWE, no, 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 no. They're scared. Uh, I, I, I would... Because, you know, you had WCW come through and they survived that war somehow. And, you know, I think... This I think, is different. But, but now I think AEW is going to target a totally different audience than WWE will. WWE obviously is the kid-friendly audience. I think AEW is going to appeal to guys like us in their 20s, 30s, and 40s and, and onward, whereas WWE is more like a 13 and under kind of thing. But now they're, you know, there's some things in there. Obviously the whole Mandy Rose and you know, uh, Uso thing uh, kind of targets got older guys like us because obviously when, you know, was it Jimmy or Jay? I think it was Jimmy that uh that went to her hotel room, but when she dropped that that robe, it was like uh, 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 I, I even remember I was sitting in my room watching that, and and it's been a while since you know WWE has been maybe like holy like yeah. I saw her drop that robe, and I was like oh my goodness gracious. Chris has given us the one minute mark okay for Selena Majors. Uh, before we go to Selena Majors, and we're talking about this, I mm-hmm. want to say really quickly we were talking with Ryan K. Bowman from the GorillaPosition.com shout out and the Roar Network. Yep, our, our podcast Roar Network. Um, he said the other day he has an in possibly for a job with AEW, and he says he's bringing all of us with him. Ooh, like I don't even have to have a cool job. Like I'll drive everybody around. Yeah. I'll be the dude in in the Escalade driving Cody and everybody just around. Just make sure I get give me some checks. I'll do whatever. I'll do production. I'll do camera work. I'll be a referee for all I care. I'll be an announcer. I'll do go. whatever. Uh, that would be so fun to get on the road and do yeah. something like that. Because I don't have, I mean, me personally, I don't have anything tying me down here except uh, a job. But give me another job there. Pay me a little bit more. Allons Jacksonville, as we say here in uh, Southwest Louisiana. Pay you Louisiana. a little bit more. They, do, they can pay you the same, and they'll take care of all your expenses. I guess you got a point, but uh, hey, holla at me. I'm, you know, like I said, I got nothing holding me down here. So uh, if AEW comes calling for whatever, as long as it's not like some, you know, I, I can't even say the, the type of job that I no, want. No, don't to you say it. We're I, game. I can't say it. Cody, we're game. We, we are game. So we're ready. Come holler at us, man. Let us know. All right. right, yeah, it's about that time. It's time for Selena Majors. All right, let's do it. Let's go hit that CBD for you hotline. All right, let's go live to the CBD for you.net hotline. That's right, you don't have to live in pain anymore. Vapes, gummies, salves. CBD capsules with melatonin to help you sleep better. Let CBD help you regain normalcy in life. CBD4U.net. That's CBD, F-O-R-Y-O-U.net. 
All right, we are joined by WOW superhero Selena Majors. She's a 33-year vet in the wrestling industry. She's wrestled for GLOW, WCW, and now Women of Wrestling, and she is live right now on the CBD4U.net hotline. Miss Selena, thank you so much for joining us today, and how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it is definitely our pleasure. Let's start off. So you, so you grew up in Georgia. What was the wrestling scene locally like in Georgia when you were growing up? Oh, my gosh. I grew up in the uh, 70s, and uh, it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it was, for me, it was the greatest thing that it was that, you know, that ever came along. I was instantly a fan. Uh, my dad loved wrestling. He grew up watching wrestling with my grandfather, and uh, so he wanted to be a wrestler. And back in that era, in the 70s, it was really hard to get into wrestling. And so, lucky me, I got to go to the wrestling matches and sit on the front row, and uh, I've, I've lived out my dream. So, it's, a, it's been a great journey for me. Who was your favorite wrestler? Oh, my gosh. If I tell you, it's, uh, I like the bad guys, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> Uh, there was, I know, isn't that crazy? I was this little tomboy girl and, uh, I liked the bad guys. And, uh, I, I, to be honest, Ole Anderson and the Anderson brothers, they were the meanest and the baddest and, uh, the four horsemen. And I just, I loved all the bad guys and Bambi. I wrestled as Bambi most of my career. I just say my real name now, Selena Majors, but I was Bambi for over 30 years in my wrestling career. And, uh, as everybody knows, I was always a good guy, you know, on the good side, a good girl, but I always cheered for the bad guy. So isn't that a crazy world? <laughs> no, no, no. I get that. My son, I keep telling him, son, we're a face family, but he, he always pulls for the heels too. Yes, I know. My dad, I can remember uh, my dad taking me to the matches and I'm like, my favorite, he's going to win. And my dad assumed it was Dusty Rhodes, the American <laughs> Dream, because that was everybody's favorite in the 70s. Yep. And uh, I was like, no, no, I like Ole Anderson. And my dad was like, you're going to get us killed because we would go down to the Omni in Atlanta. And oh, back in that era, you know, people were really get serious about it. And uh, and so when this little 10-year-old girl was cheering for the rooting for the bad guys, it was uh it was different, but, uh, but you know, we have something in wow for everybody. And that's one thing I like about it. I joke with David and we're like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. <laughs> We've got everything from good guys to bad guys and everything in between. And I know it's a slogan, good guy, bad guy. We're all girls. We're in all women's wrestling, but, uh, you know, we got the heroes and the villains and we like to have fun. And that's what our show is all about. It's a great entertainment. It's uh, athletic competition, but we also put a lot of fun for families in it because I grew up watching wrestling, and I want it to be a fun family uh, thing for everybody to come out and watch. That's right. We're talking with Selena Majors. Now, you name-dropped David. Now, you've been working with David for a while. You had your ring debut in 1986 with a company that David was running. How has, how has that relationship blossomed over the years? Uh, well, uh, I tell you, when I met David, uh, it's surreal because it's, it's been over 30 years. Uh, but when I first met him, he and I are very similar. As I was the little girl that went to the wrestling matches, he was a little boy that went to the wrestling matches. And we found that our childhood was very similar growing up. His favorite being the bruiser. I don't know if the bruiser was a 
you know, a, a villain or a hero. I don't really know because he wrestled in a different area. I think maybe he went uh, and wrestled a little bit everywhere, all different ways. But David and I felt like we were very similar uh, in our backgrounds and our youth growing up and our vision that we wanted for wrestling and for women's wrestling in particular. And at that time in the 80s, and uh, I see you did your homework, so that's uh, impressive to me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh so I, I did start in 1986, and uh, and I started with David and a group called Pal Powerful Women of Wrestling, and he had just broke away from Glow, which is more famously known, uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and now because of the Netflix uh, show, it's even more popular than ever. But the reason he parted ways with that company was because he wanted to focus on the athleticism and a more serious side and not all comedy and not be taken as a comedy versus a serious uh, wrestling show. And I'm not sure if the world was ready for that yet. And uh, we always kept trying. And I remember meeting him on a bus way up somewhere freezing cold. Uh, I don't know, Chicago or Minnesota. And we were talking on the bus about our vision, our dream, how we wish we had one day a platform for the women wrestling. And it's, it's just, I'm blessed. Uh, I can't tell you how much, number one, to be 52 years old and still be a part of a wrestling company like this. And to see women's wrestling evolve like it has from when I got into it, where we were maybe one match on a special occasion, they would even, and I don't want to insult anybody when I use these terms, but they would book a girls' match or a midgets' match. And it would say that on the poster. And we went from that to now having a one-hour show of just female women wrestling. And, wow, that's amazing to me that I've been able to see it come full circle. And I feel so truly blessed to be part of WOW Women of Wrestling. And I feel thankful for Mark Cuban and Andrew uh, uh, Simon that got us on Access TV and Jeannie Buss, who, you know, she owns the Lakers and she helped fund this. And for us to have a platform like this, I'm just so thankful. And I hope everybody uh, gets a chance to tune in uh, Friday night. Uh, I think you said it comes on at 8 o'clock in your area time zone. And it, it follows uh, New Japan wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan, you get two hours of wrestling, you know, and very different wrestling in, in both shows. That's right. 52 years old. You go on with your bad self, girl. <laughs> well, I'm proud of it. I tell you, it's better than the alternative. And uh, I'm still here. And uh, I'm still loving every minute of it. And uh, a big part of my job is getting in the ring with the younger girls and passing the torch. Mm -hmm. and teaching them what I know. And uh, I've had a pleasure uh, of, of working with some of the most talented, uh, athletic girls that I've ever met. Uh, back in my era, there wasn't that many women wrestlers. You could, you know, count them on two hands, you know, basically. When I was getting uh, booked around the country, uh, there was maybe 20 girls to pick from uh, who your opponent would be. Uh, now there are so many uh, female athletes out there, and we have such a variety of different uh, flavors, as I said earlier. Um, and I've, I've got the pleasure of meeting Tessa Blanchard, who is a third generation. Her dad is Tully Blanchard, who was one of the four horsemen who I grew up watching. And so I feel so blessed, and she has really got wrestling in her DNA. She uh, her, her slogan is a born legend, and boy, she is. She is so athletic, and 
Uh, we've got Santana Garrett, who is our champion, who's been around for about 10 years now. Uh, she's the ultimate uh, good guy, if you will. <laughs> um, very colorful. Um, and we've got Jessica Havoc, who is the monster of madness, and she's a big girl, and she can really uh, wrestle. She is. I, I can just go on and on. We've got so many. We've got over 30 girls in the company, and they're all so great. It's hard to talk about just one or two of them. We've got a girl called The Beast. And she's a homegrown wild girl that I trained myself at the wrestling school out in Long Beach, California. And she's going to be something that nobody has ever seen before. Not since China. If you're a wrestling fan, you know who I'm talking about. Not since China has there been anybody that looks like the beast. That's absolutely amazing. And I tell you what, I can attest to that because being in radio, you get a few perks sometimes. And they send us some clips and you are absolutely right. The beast is the beast. Uh, absolutely amazing what she can do in the ring. And just the clips that I've seen, you guys are putting on a fantastic program. And Access TV is where it's going to be at right after New Japan Wrestling. Now, speaking of wrestling in, your, in DNA, so you loved it from the get-go. What age did you say, okay, this is what I want to do for a career? Uh, ten years old. Um, I was ten. I start. I always watched it. Like I said, my dad. Uh, we, I'd watch it with him, and he would. He still was inspiring at that time to try to get into it. But it was just a very closed uh, sport back then that you almost had to be related to someone or just have some kind of connection to get in it. You couldn't just, you know, someone with no connections couldn't get into it back then. And uh, so I heard him how he wanted to do it, and we'd go sit on the front row. And but I never I told him, you know, I want to do that. And honestly, uh, I, I'm not sure my, what my dad answered because we had never seen women wrestling then. And I know it's hard for young folks to imagine, but we had about three channels on the television <laughs> and no Internet. And you might see a wrestling magazine in a, you know, in a little uh, 7-Eleven store or something every now and then. But there wasn't many ways of knowing what was going on in the world of wrestling. And uh so I remember the first time I've seen two ladies wrestle, and it was Joyce Grable, who happens to be the lady who trained me. How ironic is that? And she right. wrestled Judy Martin, who I ended up having several matches with. And I, my journey has been, I've been overly blessed in, in my life. And so as a kid, I sat there and I watched them, and I was mesmerized. And I remember going home, as you can tell, I'm a very talkative, long-winded <laughs> person still, and I'm talking all the way home to my dad about every match and all this. And, you know, I was really quiet that night. And, you know, and, and he asked me, he goes, what are you thinking about? And I said, well, I can do it. I know I can do it now. So I've seen that there was proof that there was other women that wanted to do it and I could do it. And that was my moment that I knew that I could do this. And how great is it to live long enough to see the platform where they dedicate one hour after New Japan Wrestling on Access TV to the greatest women athletes. I mean, I almost cry when I tell the story because it almost seems not even real to me. I wonder <laughs> sometimes, am I dreaming? Am I still that 10-year-old kid, and am I dreaming this? And to have my hand in it, and for so long when uh, David's done this, you know, like I said, when I first met him and then, in 2000, we had a show that uh, was, you know, our first series of women of wrestling. But I don't believe the world was ready for it yet. 
But I believe we've come a long way, and I believe wrestling fans want to see it. And I, I feel very uh, grateful that you made the nice comments that you did because I can sit here all day because I'm part of the company. It's my passion. It's my dream since I was a kid, and I can brag on it. But for you to say you've seen the clips and you thought it was great, I want to say thank you for saying that because a lot of hard work went into this. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, yeah, I was watching it. And I was just like, oh, man, this just makes me want to watch it even more. Because, the, like, like I was saying, uh, the athleticism of the Beast and Stephanie Slays and Tessa Blanchard. And it was, it was captivating. And it's going to be great TV. It's going to show uh, how premier, obviously, women's wrestling can be. And David had the vision long ago. And it's great to see it coming to fruition again here in 2019. Now, let me ask you this. So you've been doing it for a while, and a lot of wrestling fans out there have heard the the phrase bump card. How how have you been able to, to keep yourself so healthy over the years? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, – uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I just I stay focused, and uh, my passion uh, – I think I got my priorities in order, and – um, I don't know. You stunned me on that question. <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I'm just me. I've always been me. Uh, they kid me a long time ago. Uh, of course, I was Bambi for all those years. And then when I wrestled with David, uh, I, I went out to California. And everybody teased me because I just, I am who I am. Bambi, I am Bambi. It was a nickname they gave me. But I am Bambi. I'm just that country girl that little country girl that's dream come true. And I'm no different. Uh, I've always stayed the same. And uh, I, I think part of it to keep me focused and in shape and healthy mentally and physically is ha- staying uh, with your passion. And funny enough, I, I visit, I'm home in Georgia because my dad's having knee replacement surgery. And I was just speaking with my nephew last night. And I was telling him, because he's 20 years old, and I said, Find something that you absolutely love because when you do, you never feel like you ever work. It feels like your journey is this blessed dream adventure. And so find your passion and then whatever it is, just go for it. And I think that's what's kept me, me all these years. Right. And then one of your signature moves is called the Fez Press. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's a couple of moves that, uh, that I've stolen, <laughs> uh, through the years from other wrestlers. And, uh, we were talking about my era and when I used to go and watch wrestling. Now, even though I was that little kid that wanted to cheer for the bad guys, honestly, deep down, I respected all the wrestlers because if I mimic myself after one wrestler, it would have to be Tommy Rich. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up watching Tommy Rich. He was the good guy. He was the, uh, he was, everybody loved Tommy Rich. Now, as a kid, I always cheered for whoever was wrestling Tommy Rich. But when I got older and I got into wrestling, I realized Tommy and I became good friends. And, uh, I realized something that we had very similar. I was never very athletic in school. And in my era, we didn't have, uh, even softball or anything. I played basketball a little bit, and I had fun doing it. I wasn't that good at it. I just wasn't naturally a super athlete. And, uh, you know, I'm afraid of heights, so I was scared to climb up to the top rope. Mm-hmm. But I loved wrestling, and I grew up just 
mesmerized with it. But without being the greatest athlete and all that, I just did the best I could. So I wasn't a bodybuilder. I wasn't, you know, Tommy Rich wasn't uh, Hulk Hogan. But Tommy Rich got by, and everybody in Georgia and his era loved Tommy Rich. So uh, Tommy used to lose best press, and that's how he won the NWA world title from Harley Race uh, way back in the day in the 80s. I think it was 1980 or something like that. And I love that. And Stone Cold, years later, used it as well. And he also, I'm a fan. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm in the wrestling business, but I'm still a fan. Yeah. And I wouldn't love it so much if I wouldn't. And I sold a lot of Stone Cold's moves because I love him. I think he's awesome. He reminds me of me in a lot of ways. Uh, and I, I kind of stole the stunner, and I kind of stole he does a version of the loose ass press, and then he punches the guy. So I'm not ashamed to say that uh, I like to put a little bit of a footprint in everybody that affected me and my journey, and I think they did, and that's why I do those moves. That is awesome. Now, I love this uh, this line right here from your publicist. It said, when she's not serving up Southern discomfort in the ring, Selena serves as a trainer for the up-and-coming wrestler. Selena, thank you so much for joining us today. If you love wrestling, you're going to love WOW. Selena, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mikey. I appreciate talking to you, and thanks for listening to me ramble on, and I hope everybody enjoys the show as much as you and I will. We had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there we go. 33-year ring vet. That's it. So many cool stories. And, of course, we didn't have time. She's on a big radio tour, so yeah. she has, you know, in the publicist companies, you got 10 to 15 minutes. You know, we got 18 minutes out of her, so I thought that was really, really cool. I don't care who you are. 33 years in the pro wrestling business and could still do it. I mean, it's... Absolutely amazing. Longevity in wrestling is very, very impressive. Yes, and I tell you what, uh, nobody cooler than Selena Majors. That was a really, really dope interview. Yep. Well, I think that's about time for us to wrap it up, huh? Yeah, let's talk real quick about the Nia Jax. Okay. Because uh, we've got, go, we got about two minutes. Okay. Let's talk real quick about the Nia Jax and the R-Truth thing, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier. It may, because you're thinking she's going to go into the ring with a man yeah. coming up on a pay-per-view. Could it be for the U.S. title? I I don't know because I don't know if I could see WWE having Truth go into WrestleMania as the United States Championship uh, champion, but I don't know. They've been kind of doing weird things with the U.S. title. So when they got word he was ticked off, oh yeah, they said throw a camera on this dude. Let's work it. Yeah, and then and then of course our Truth goes on because he got screwed out of his thirty slot in the Royal Rumble. He goes on wins the U.S. title on SmackDown. And now Nia's on Raw, Truth is on SmackDown, but obviously, shoot, you know, real life, R-Truth was hot, apparently, that yes. Nia Jax legitimately hurt him, attacking him as he was coming out for the Royal Rumble match. So. Yeah, Jerry Lawler said people had to hold the dude back. Yeah. Like, he wanted to go out to the ring and fight her. Well, I, I can't blame him, you know, it's a, it, it's a... She smoked him. She did. And then when she threw him into the first wall that first time, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> yep, you're right. Uh, she was acting like she was Batista. I know, right? But uh, you know that you know people, like I said, mix mix feelings about Nia Jax. About you know, sometimes she'll hurt people in the ring. She's not that good, but you know, I like the fact that she was out in the ring. But it sucks that she actually hurt our truth a little bit. But like I said, she must have not hurt him too much because he wrestled two days later and won the U.S. title. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see where they go with it. But I personally think Nia Jax. It may not be our truth. I don't know who it's going to be. She will fight a man. At WrestleMania. I don't know if it's going to be for a title, but she will fight a man in an intergender match. Uh, I think that would be dope. 
I think it would be too. I would like it. You think she wins it? Depends on who it is. Yeah. Depends on who she's fighting. I think for the most part they're going to put her up against somebody that they know that they can put Nia over on. So I think, yeah. Like no if homo. Our truth looks amazing for forty seven. He does absolutely. That yes. guy is, and he can still move very yes. well. Yes. Yep. Uh, real quick, Marcus Talbert says, "I see you got the uh, rainbow unicorn." Yes, and we are not sponsored by Bang, but if anybody from Bang out there is listening, uh, holla at your boys. We would love to have you guys on as a sponsor of the show. And this stuff is amazing, folks. If you haven't tried the Bang, it's all natural. It's one of the best ones. I mean, obviously, energy drinks aren't that good for you. Yeah, let's be honest. But not. This one is extremely natural. Um, and it's one of the best ones out there for you. And this one tastes like Skittles. That's why they call it the Rainbow Unicorn. Yeah. So you got to find it where you're at. Absolutely. So, all right, we're running out of time here. We've got to cut it short, I believe. Yes. We know we're not cutting it short. We're just running out of time. So find us on the internet, www.averagemarks.com, whatever platform you listen to us on, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. doesn't matter. Give us a like. Give us a follow and give us a comment. That's going to put us in their algorithm so that other pro wrestling fans can find us. Thank you to our Facebook Live audience. Thank you to our KEZM 1310 uh, audience, AM audience. audience. Yep, and on KEZMonline.com too. Yes, that's where you can listen to us worldwide every Sunday, 6 p.m. That's Central Standard Time, by the way. Absolutely. All right, Patrick, you got anything else? I don't know. Let's get out of here. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. <laughs>